I mean, you know, they're suits and suits, so that's why you have to pay a good bit more in our shop. Uh, we choose everything pretty much made in Italy. They're all made in the proper way, like yesteryear. Um, and they feel a lot better to wear. They look a lot nicer after so many years. Uh, and it all works, of course, to the price uh, that you pay. But the real factors behind our product are they're not so much recognised brands, but you really pay for the quality. A tailor's might not be the first place to go in search of a tale spanning generations. But when I was just a student years ago in the 20s, I was told the story of a Second World War Jewish refugee whose shop survived almost a century. Established in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, Baker Street Productions is now celebrating 30 years of creativity in Reading. In this landmark year of 2050, as the town celebrates its 20th carbon neutral year and the opening of a new heritage arts hub, and with the Oxford Road itself preparing for the Silver Jubilee of King William V, we team up with the West Reading-born journalist Amanda Halliday to bring you the stories of Reading's most vibrant area. Welcome to the Oxford Road. Number seven, Deman, 1953. Hello, I'm Jonathan Rush, and I'm the proprietor of Demand 1953 in Reading, family menswear business. When my grandfather and father first established the Demand 1953, which used to be called Quality Wear many years ago, we started off with a shop about a third of the size of what it is now. And uh, back in those days, um, we were the first in Reading to do dress wear hire back then. No one else did it. Uh, and the other thing that we did is um, because my grandfather and father were both tailors, they used to purchase their uh, they used to purchase a lot of products from London in Savile Row. Uh, tailor, they were Savile Row tailored products that were basically made by tailors who didn't quite get it right. And instead of trying to work out what was wrong with an existing product, they would just remake a suit for a customer. But because there was a certain amount of value left in that suit, they would sell it to a dealer. The dealer would then sell it to my father and grandfather and they would get all this merchandise back because in those days, you know, you could literally drive into London, park your car at the dealer, pick what you like, and then you would um, load it all in the boot, drive it home, and they would spend hours altering it to fit properly, pressing it up, and hanging it there to sell. And that's how it all started. And they started with a roll of suits, literally. That's how it started. My father was born in a place uh, called Königsberg, which was East Prussia at the time. Jonathan's father came to Britain as a Jewish refugee on kinder transport before the Second World War with his parents, Jonathan's grandmother and grandfather. They had been fairly well off in Germany before they left. Jonathan's grandfather travelled in wine. But by the time they arrived in London, they had just 10 shillings, hardly enough to survive. The life they had was changed forever. 
But even in England, they were not quite out of the reach of the Nazis, whose bombs were still dropping on London each night. Just one of the many families displaced by the conflict, it was impossible for them to settle. But they were fortunate enough to get sponsored by another Jewish family, who gave them an opportunity to move to Reading. Jonathan's grandfather worked hard to support his family, teaching himself the art of tailoring and finally coming to set up a menswear shop called Quality Wear with his son, Jonathan's father, along the Oxford Road. Never ever forgot about it because, of course, you couldn't. And uh, he was very proud of what he built up, to be quite honest. The shop must have been a big part of your life growing up. Yeah, well, very much, because it was always a family conversation at dinner time, so whether you, whether you liked it or not, you would hear about the shop. As an adolescent, displaying the independence that affects everyone at that age, Jonathan had plans after leaving school, plans that didn't involve becoming a tailor and taking over his father's business. I think I must have basically heard so many conversations about that shop that it rubs off on you. Um, now, my parents did tell me at the time, for heaven's sake, Jonathan, get yourself a qualification such as becoming a lawyer or a doctor. Um, and this is very common in, in Judaism of that generation. The parents worked so hard, a lot of them, uh, that <laughs> they, they didn't really want their sons and daughters to work as hard. And, you know, that type of business I'm in is very challenging um, because we're not for everyone. Uh, the prices and the quality would now dictate that. Um, did you learn your trade here in the shop? or? I actually did all my training in London, so I worked for what was a famous men's department store back in the day called Simpsons in Piccadilly. Um, I then worked for a few designer brands. Jonathan trained in a number of London's esteemed menswear stores with a rigid discipline that he remembers with a smile. Uh, I mean, Simpsons in Piccadilly was uh, best described as a military-style setup. But it's his father and their working relationship that Jonathan attributes to the majority of his knowledge. He left me a wealth of experience in tailoring. Because, you know, he would, he would show me everything. And he would explain why things fit, why they don't fit, how to cut. Um, you know, what goes underneath the bonnet of a well-made suit, uh, the best cloths, and so on. And you would just... It, it was... I have to really hand it to my father about the tailoring experience. Nobody else uh, in Simpson really came quite as close as that. Was there a specific, uh, a proud moment that your father gave the shop over to you? This, this thing his father had built from nothing and handed to him in turn. Was was there a moment your father? He never let go of it. To be honest, <laughs> he never let go of it. We we would, um, I mean, I had an incredible um, upbringing, really, and my parents didn't ever leave me short, and they were very very loving parents. My mother passed on a long time before my father really uh, she she died a young age sadly so my father lived for another 13 years after and uh, I think 
in retrospect, as much as, as a young person, I was raring to go. And I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, the fact that my father really wanted to be involved until pretty much the day he died, I think did give him an extra lease of life. And um, he was very passionate. And he was he's one of these people that would sit there trying to work out a puzzle. So if someone would uh, purchase a suit and, it, and it, for some reason it didn't fit, because of your figure, he would uh, sit there and uh, tack it up until it did fit. And, um, you know, people have to, um, people that have built up businesses like that, I think they very rarely do let them go just like that. I can understand the pride he must have felt. One thing my dad, uh, my father, also mentions about this place is how welcoming you are, the friendly relationship you and your father had with your customers. Not so much now, but many years ago, if you went into high-quality businesses, they were very prejudgmental of, you know, your background, where you came from, what car you drive, blah de blah. And salesmen were building up a picture whether this person's serious, and um, we've never been like that because I don't think it's the right attitude. I think it's snooty, and I don't think it's and it's a way to be. And the proof's in the pudding. We've had bus drivers that have bought Italian suits. And we've had people that have pulled up in Bentleys and Rolls and walked out the same way as they've come in. So it just shows you, doesn't it? You know, you have to be a lot more accommodating and you mustn't be judgmental. You keep using we. Do you still even now think of Demand 1953 as, as your father and grandfather's shop? Well, yeah, because... Um, over the years, it's been built up. I mean, I have to be thankful it's there because of what my father and grandfather put into it. Even though the uh, demographic of, of Reading has changed a lot, the area has changed a lot, um, the general offer in retail is far different to what it was back then. Uh, and you would have found, you know, I don't know, in 40 years ago, maybe a dozen like us. Up to 25 years ago, maybe another half a dozen like us. Now you can't find them at all. It's all disappeared. When, when you look at stores years ago, there was a lot more flair to them. There was a lot more individuality. Um, there was much more of a kind of expression of single businesses. Quality Wear was renamed Demand 1953 in honour of Jonathan's late mother, Madeline. Jonathan himself retired in 2045, and the Oxford Road's famous tailors finally closed, marking the end of an era. Many remember Jonathan's personality, his warmth and charm, and the stories he tell of his grandfather, his father, and the shop they built. <laughs> 